0: No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Log Talk Radio. Come get you live. It is Buzzworthy Radio, where you can get the latest buzz on all your favorite children's stars. Buzzworthy. Start. Now. Hey, this is Daniel Goddard, Kane from Young and the Restless, and you are listening to the king of the pervs, the perv of all pervs, his perviness, Navelle, on Buzzworthy Radio. Hi, everybody. Welcome to a new episode of Buzzworthy Radio here on buzzworthyradio.net and on blogtalkradio.com. I'm Navelle J. Lee, your host of this podcast. Excuse my voice. I'm starting to lose it since I've been sick the past few days. Again, this is the fifth time during the winter season, folks. Maybe I'd better take my a doctor here. So if you can't understand me, I completely apologize for that. But the Uh, show must go on. uh, And I am joined by the lovely Mariette Hartley, who is cracking up at the fact that I'm just basically going on about the fact I'm losing
1: my voice. (laughs) (laughs) You'll probably lose your voice saying you're losing your voice, right? I am. Oh, my God. I can't can't tell you
0: that this is awful. I seriously have been, like – so prone to getting sick so far this year alone after I had a flu shot
1: Oh you did have a flu shot Oh
0: I had a flu shot Ooh. and I'm still getting
1: sick <laughs> oh. Was it a good flu shot cuz there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on and you know Yeah yeah you take a strong one good Oh I'm sorry You know it is it's not enough to keep me
0: down at least No so I like I'm here doing this show. You know what? I'm like, are you kidding me? I'm definitely not going to stop. Are you what? No, no, absolutely not. So,
1: <laughs> well, do get to the doctor. Maybe they have some ideas.
0: <sighs> that's well, hopefully so. I'd like, I'd like to get better before I go on vacation, but that's another story.
1: We'll, <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll leave that there at for. But, <laughs> but uh, I, I know a lot of people probably might have seen you recurring on Law & Order Special Victims Unit on that show.
1: Yeah, I just had one one on with what Jeremy Irons or something it was great. Yeah.
0: I was getting ready to ask you, are we going to see you anymore on, on, on an SVU this season?
1: Well, and that was it. Uh, that it was, was it. Uh, it was two weeks ago, something like that. Yeah, I didn't even see it. I didn't even know it was on. But the, the wonderful thing about doing SVU is it's like bread upon the water. You know, my daughter did one too, and I think she's still Kind of partially living off the residuals. It's just been great. <laughs>
0: That's cute. I love it. So you know, hopefully they, hopefully they'll ask you back for more. I would love to see you back on there. Absolutely, you know, it's a great show. That's it's one of a my favorite show.
1: I don't know if this is the last season or what's going on, but I've done about six yeah. years. Six years, yeah. So it was a, a great experience while it lasted.
0: That's. That's a good. That's a funny that you said that because it was um, announced earlier um, during the season. It was sometime last year mm-hmm. that uh, Neil Baer was leaving the show as oh. executive
1: producer. So uh, he's doing. He has a big book deal and all that. He's a great guy and uh, very smart. <laughs> God, I don't know how he does it, but he does it, and it's just uniformly good. Um, so yeah, it would be nice to. It would be really nice to do something like that, you know, as a kind of steady character. I would love that.
0: Right. But uh, speaking of which, you know, since we can't see you anymore, hopefully we will see you anymore, but since we haven't seen you since two weeks ago on there, we'll be able to see you this Sunday on Big Love.
1: Oh, I'm so excited. Yeah, it was the most wonderful show to do. It's a great cast, fabulous producers who are so supportive and so creative and I was thinking about it as as I was driving back from the grocery store you know I was going to talk to you and I thought you know what do you talk about with those kind of things it the detail I mean the, the detail work I'll never forget going up for my costume fitting and this woman who comes from England and my God, she cared so much for the detail, a lot of which you don't even see in the costumes yeah. because you've got big coats on because it's supposed to be cold, and, of course, it's not. It's boiling hot, and, and so you have to wear these kind of um, strange uh, uh, cold-water Wire things underneath that that keep uh, yeah keep pumping water, cold water through it's it's incredible uh, and it really helps you stay cool in the middle of uh, you know scalding um, temperature but um, but it was just I don't know how these men do it it is such a tricky show to balance out you know to to have the kind of rigid fundamentalist um, uh, you know, Mormons. In this case, it happens to be Mormons, but um, but also Mormons have a, a whole flavor of their own. I mean, the idea of bringing somebody in with three wives and the the interesting problems of having three women and their families all live together, and it works. I don't know how they make it work. I don't. Think I would know how to do that, and Bill Paxton is Bill Paxton is so wonderful to work with, and the women are too, and and I worked with uh, the director um, Adam um, Adam Davidson uh, is uh, I used to babysit, so it was so great to come in and say. Adam, you've grown. I mean, I I babysat him when he was four or five, whatever. Now he's a big director here. So that was fun. It was a lovely kind of family feeling. And the part is, uh, you know, this kind of Carrie Nation type woman who is crusading against... um, Pornography. She's an anti-pornography activist, and of course, God laughs one more time because my husband and I just moved into a pornography land. Not for any reason. I had no idea we were moving into pornography land. You know, it's like Tarzana and Chatsworth and that whole area. I mean, you talk to a twelve-year-old out here to a ninety-one-year-old minister, and they'll say, "Oh, you mean Chatsworth?" And I'll say, where well, is How do you? How do you?" Okay, so um, so so much for coming from Connecticut. But anyway. Um, and then I'm given this part, you know, to be an auntie, uh, And I just, I just laughed. I just when I got the part, I just I laughed out loud. It was like, okay, like sure, it. of course, God laughs. <laughs> you have
0: to. But I can't laugh if it
1: hurts. What? You can't I, laugh if it hurts. It hurts. <laughs> um, but anyway, she's a great lady, and she's really kind of a composite of of those kind of women. It's. Um, it's it's really uh, you know they're bowing down to these kind of women. This woman, I think, you know, I tried to do a backstory on her, and I figured she'd been she'd been married, and you know, obviously, and probably uh, had several children because uh, some of these women have up to eighteen children. For example, if it's a mixed marriage, I mean, if it's a marriage of you know they get together after uh, both of them having been married <laughs> before. So anyway, it's. Uh, And the the fascinating thing to me is, you, you know, you come in on a set expecting to do one thing, and then it all changes, and it's it's wonderful. I mean, we sat around the table at a dinner, and I don't know, she she became quite cold and quite dismissive of her daughter, and it was fascinating because. I took an instant liking to the girl that was playing my daughter. She reminded me very much of my daughter, who I'm going to I'm about to see this weekend playing oh, Helena in *Midsummer Night's Dream*, which was the first uh, professional part I ever played. So it's 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 lovely to have those experiences. And when I saw her, I thought, "Oh, I had an instant!" And man, uh, when you when you Go in a whole other direction because of what they say to you and what they would like to see, and you go, okay, sure, let's try that. And they were so complimentary. So um, I haven't seen it yet. I'm I'm kind of eager to see it to see. I I certainly look different um, than I usually look.
0: But they, uh, they did you well to to where you you feel like you weren't recognizable to anybody at all.
1: No, no, I'm recognizable, but I I kind of because I I looked up on the internet uh, a lot of these women and I, uh, I just kind of wanted to try to go that way. I wore a p- big pair of kind of pink glasses, and very kind of straight bubble hair, and addressed um, in a very fundamental kind of way and. Um, but it was nice to see the old people. Grace Zabriskie, for example, who plays that lunatic um, mother, she and I did um, Mothers Against Drunk Drivers together, so it was nice to see her and to meet Bill, who I didn't know and I had not formed an opinion of, but what a wonderful human being, generous and loving and giving and it sure sure does help when you're a, a guest star on a show. You know, if if you're a regular, it's a whole other story. I mean, you come in and you and you're, you know, you're kind of comfortable. But boy, as a guest star, it's like going to a new country all the time, and it uh, really helps when they're friendly.
0: <laughs> Absolutely, makes for a better work environment. It what? I said it makes for a better work environment.
1: Oh my gosh, it, cre- certainly far more creative and. Yes, absolutely, absolutely.
0: I still I, I was like reading the, the whole the synopsis episode and while I was reading it I was like, this, this is the last season of the show. I was like, Really? Yeah.
1: Yeah, it is. And it makes me very sad because I think they would have brought me back. They would have brought the major back the next the next year but
0: The next year. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, we Also, uh, I also want to get into this too before uh, we also wrap up. Is that you are the founder of the American Foundation for Suicide Prevention?
1: I'm the co-founder. They came to me actually to uh, to help with fundraising with this idea that a few uh, a, a pediatric suicidologists and other suicidologists and other survivors had. Uh, didn't have a name. They weren't sure what it was going to be called. And we all met in my apartment in New York when I was doing uh, the morning program. They had found out that I was a survivor, and which was, was not something I really talked much about because my mother uh, didn't want me to, and I was a good daughter and I obeyed. So, um, actually, I've written a book about all that, um, which I'd love to, you know, mention it uh, because I i've published it again it's been republished and uh, it's called breaking the silence and it's on amazon and you can get it on amazon and barnes and noble uh and it's a good funny book with the other stuff in it too because um, nobody was talking in those days this was in 1989 nobody was talking about suicide or suicide prevention and anyway, it, it uh, you know started with eight, eight or nine people, and now is uh, has about fifty chapters all over the country, and we've raised millions of dollars for research and education and awareness, and it's been a very exciting journey. But the main thing that I do that I love doing is I facilitate groups. Uh, okay. for, for survivors, yeah, and there are those groups all over the country, so if anybody who 's listening to this has struggled with this and doesn 't know where to turn, um they can go to the a f s p website and uh look up groups um We also have walks, major fundraising walks but it's it 's more than that it 's like you know, walking for cancer. If you've had a loved one that has passed away from that, or, or is struggling with it, um, you get to meet other people who have the same story, and it's very, very uplifted. So, anyway, it's it's something that I, I
0: wanted to touch on because only because you know, with, with my other profession, that I'm also in. It uh, It's very tough When I hear people talk about That As the solution For everything that's going on With their lives um, You know I have close friends That also talk about that As a solution to everything Because they've been bullied uh, You know especially this year With all the deaths Because of the bullying The cyberbullying, Because of They don't feel like They, they belong in this In this world They're, People are telling them That they don't belong And they're, that's their only way of getting out mm-hmm. and i just look at that and I'm just like what can we do is there anything we can do to at least help oh, them oh
1: absolutely absolutely i mean the afsp has a, a wonderful website um i know um you're you're basically now talking about the gay community too right because uh, uh, we, yeah. uh, we have we uh, have a wonderfully we have a very strong uh, gay prevention community out here in Los Angeles, um, but it's also the veterans. I mean, we're losing more veterans to suicide than we are on the field, yeah. and the fact that it's even considered a solution is so horrific to uh, the families because it is not a solution for the families, and if they only knew that um it, it, that the resonance of that act is so profound and so lasting and never really goes away um I mean we could talk for hours about that, so if you ever right. want, you know to talk about that there are yeah there are there are groups um support groups for survivors um uh, and I think they are beginning groups now for people who have considered it which i think is is very very important also you know there the 12 step programs uh and there's nothing wrong with surrender you know uh surrendering to win um you know drinking and uh using you know even prescription drugs or drugs uh can get you there closer you know then then you realize that it, it you know, the impulse control uh, is, um, it's less, it's much less when, you've, when you, when uh, you know, have struggled with that. That's certainly what happened with my dad. I mean, he was bipolar. We didn't know that at the time because I had no education about it, which is why it's so important for me to educate now. But we've, but uh, he was also alcoholic, so it's, uh, it's tough to separate those things and, there I, I know a lot of people in the twelve step programs who don't even realize that they're biochemically different from their fellows until they stop drinking. And the same behavior continues. And they go, Whoa, wait, what is this? And that's often when, you know, prescription drugs can help. Um it, it's just amazing what's out there now, you know. We're yeah. we're lucky to be have to have been born now. Um but I know I know the, the problem uh, of the, the, the cyber bullying and all that is just devastating. And prayerfully, uh, legislative uh, strength will come in there because uh, it, it really has nothing to do with freedom of speech. <laughs> it has to do with bullying. And that's bullying. yeah, it, that's that ain't that ain't what that's all about, as far as I'm concerned. But do all the work you're doing the way you're doing it because. Everything helps, um, and I would certainly recommend my book because besides the fact that it's very funny um, and tells a lot about Hollywood and old Hollywood and stuff like that, but right. it definitely goes into my experience with my dad, and was, I was really one of the first people to ever talk about that, um, and my prayer is that I, that I, reading about something like that would make you think a little bit more about Doing it or getting help.
0: Yeah. Is there a way that um, people can get your book? So yes. on Amazon,
1: Amazon or anything. Uh, Amazon
0: or
1: Barnes and Noble. Barnes and Noble, okay. Barnesandnoble.com, Amazon.com, and because um, I, I uh, republished it myself, so it's self-published. It looks beautiful. I'm very proud of it. And because I speak all, the, all over the country, I bring it with me and sell it that way. So you can also get on my website to find out, you know, where I'm speaking or whatever. Uh, I don't I don't see anything happening in uh, Florida, unfortunately, or, you know, that kind of. But I never know. I never know. And generally it will be on my website. And that's just com.
0: Okay, good. Okay, yeah. Mary com. I was about to ask you, you have a website out. Yes. Yeah. I ran across one the other day. Okay. Very, yeah. very, very good. It's a very touchy subject. I I'm still, It shouldn't I'm be. A little, it it is shouldn't
1: just, be. That's, you know, uh, the idea that there's stigma involved still in mental illness. It is, though. I mean,
0: I it's like, it. everybody is, like, not too conformed to talk about it, and I just don't understand why.
1: No. I, well, yeah. so much of that is... Uh, You know, kind of cultural tradition and religion hasn't helped with that because it was created as a sin, you know, by, I think it was St. Augustine, bless his heart, or Constantine or one of those guys, in order just to control it or try to control it. And those kinds of ways of trying to control don't work. So the only thing that works is understanding and listening and um, saying, yes, I get it. You know, I've been there. I get it. Which is why the 12-step programs are so powerful. Right, is I call them the land of the nods, you know, because you go in there as a newcomer and you feel awful and full of shame and sick, and uh, and people uh huh oh yeah oh god I've been there, here are the steps I took as a program for recovery and and you know and they're if they follow them, uh, they're they're home, they never have to do that again.
0: So. Love it, I love it. I want to thank
1: you so much for taking. Well, thank that. you, and you take thank care you. of yourself, okay?
0: I I'm about to take some cough beds right now.
1: Oh, <laughs> okay. Uh-huh.
0: I'm definitely going to be doing that. But I I really really appreciate you talking to me about about this, especially this subject. When I saw this, I definitely wanted to touch on this because it, again, I would love for my listeners to take heed in this. I mean, you know, we we've had we had to go through this this year, but the fact remains. Is that even though we've been hearing about it much this year,
1: oh, it still happens uh, all
0: yeah. the time. This all, all the
1: time, yeah, all, all the time, time, all over the world. And we now have groups in in India, in China, and you know many of the uh, Eastern countries that don't want to admit that any of this stuff is going on. So oh, yeah, absolutely. So it's good. It's good. So spread the word. Read the book. And, and read the book. Yeah. All right, honey. Well. Um, stay well and uh, it was so lovely to talk to you and thank you so much for giving me this time
0: I, I appreciate you coming here and I would love for you to stop back anytime
1: please okay 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 have a great okay. weekend you too Bye-bye. bye bye
0: bye Mary and Hartley everybody uh, make sure you catch your episode on Big Love this Sunday on HBO um, I must admit though my voice does sound a little bit Good with this. Uh, maybe, maybe that's a good thing. I'm not sure, but um, I don't know. It's weird. Maybe I better take my girlfriend. But <laughs> but uh, we are going to be back next week on Tuesday. We're going to be joined by Tiffany in the morning at 9:30 a.m. Eastern, and then followed by at 6:30 we'll be airing our interview with James Scott. He did a little little bit of a soap cruise promotion interview for us. And Matt Eisman, the coach guy from Clean House, he'll be joining us next week. So make sure you guys tune in to those shows. I might play the I might play the James Cotton the day before.
1: Hmm.
0: I'll let you know. Get back to you, Yeah, but make sure you tune in for Tiffany and Matt Eisman next Tuesday. And about Jamie, making sure you guys get the latest buzz with I'm going ahead, take my coffee and I'm going to hit the sack. I'll talk to you guys next week. Take care. Can't get enough of Buzzworthy Radio. Lock on now to www.buzzworthyradio.net to get the latest news on upcoming guests, past shows, and videos of all your favorite stars. Keep getting the latest buzz with Buzzworthy. With Lucky Land Slot, you can get lucky just about anywhere.